is Peek Inside the Panic Room, where we explore our passions with zero limits, mixed with the occasional bit of chaos. You don't have to be famous to have a story to tell. So strap yourself in and enjoy the ride. Welcome to Peek Inside the Panic Room. I'm your host, Matt, and we've got a very special guest in the room today and someone that's already been in here before, but this is his first time on the mic, Troy Vandermeer from Worthview. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Very good. Mate, it's it's great having you in here. The last time we were in here, we were just sort of talking strategy and, and just having a chat. Yeah. Yeah, no. Look, um, yeah, it was great to catch up a couple of months ago. Yeah. Gone, gone very quickly. Mate, as we were saying, it's it's August. I cannot believe that it's almost four months since mm. we met. It feels yeah. it feels like yesterday. Oh, jeez, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It does feel like yesterday, but I think um, I don't know. It's been a really busy year, and just winter's a good time to dig in. So yeah. I think that um, you know, coming coming through the supposed quiet period, it really sets you up for a lot of the client stuff we do, like your your end of financial years and your Christmas time. They're sort of booming. Little boom periods, so yeah. yeah, mate, that time goes super quickly. It's funny because, as a marketing company, as you're a marketing company as well, it's it's usually when times are at their worst when marketing companies tend to be at their best and people need us the most. Yeah. So that's an so, I think we're getting to a point possibly where it's a bit of uncertainty around the the economy and what's going on, and I think it could be a busy. A busy couple of years? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, since COVID, really, it hasn't slowed down at all. Yeah. Those that do the best um, probably do the most. They're more more keen to just keep it ticking over. And they're trying new things when, when they see little patches of slowdown. Yeah. So, yeah, mate, I 100% back that. It's going to be very busy. This this industry isn't going, um, you know, anywhere. Uh, e-commerce is, you know, what, what we primarily... Focus on as a core and digital services like you guys. You do yeah. a few little bits and pieces. Like it's a it's a huge industry. Like there's so many different parts to cover off on. Um, you just got to pick your little niche. And yeah, it's been that's a great that's a really great point. We we're actually having a strategy meeting the other day, and you can't be everything to everyone. No. I think it's really important to be a specialist. For sure. And this is where I think there's so much room for for collaboration and for partnerships within the marketing industry. Because I think that you are, I think you're doing not only your clients a bit of a disservice, but probably your business a disservice by thinking you can do everything really well. Mm-hmm. I think it needs specialists. It it does. It definitely does. Like you can you can spread yourself far too thin, and you, you you can even step back. You know, not with doing execution on some bigger businesses you work with. You look at your marketing budget, and do you, you need a marketing budget if you? Don't have step one. one. Yeah, step one. You have to have a marketing budget, <laughs> um, which is you know a certain percentage of revenue or however you know very different industries, profit margins and whatever. The, the more the better, you know, of from course, our perspective, of right? Course, yeah. The more the better. <laughs> you know, it's um, a little bit of a pay to play model down some channels, and you need that. But where are you going to focus? What's what's going to be your core strategy? So you just need to look at that, cut it up the right way, just to get some runs on the board, learn, adapt, and and literally build that. So. Um, to specialise in a few key areas, like you guys obviously on the podcast side, which is super cool. Yeah. Focusing on e-commerce, you know, e-commerce, great, you turn it on, you get a sale, 
how are you different from somebody else? It's got to be a little bit of content, right? So to have, yeah, as you said, guys working together, it's definitely, you know, path of least resistance to, to try and get some some traction. But, yeah, I'm seeing that more on the Gold Coast. You know, there's, like, like yourselves, I didn't know you guys were here. Yeah. You guys are literally, what, 10 minutes down the road? Yeah. Um, you guys probably didn't know we were down there. No, it's, and, and it's, 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 I think it's a time where it's not circled wagons. But I think it's know, know what you're good at and find people that can help complement your business. Sure. And, and I think it's also, it's a strange thought process. It's a new thought process to thinking, well, not so much as competition, but as in how can, how can they complement what we do? Because I think that at the end of the day, we've gone through a lot of changes here in, the, in, the, in our agency. In the time that I've been here for just over two years now and there's been a lot of iterations of this agency about where we thought we were going. And that, that the theory now is, is let's just become specialists in what we do and, and actually define the special the specialist uh, sections of what we do and, and really become really, really good at that. But then find other people that can help our clients or in what they're very good at. And the, I think that trying to find those, it's not easy to find collaborative partners with that mindset, but I think it's really the way forward. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that, you know, a long time ago, you'd sort of look around for, oh, okay, where's somebody that can help me with all of this and to come to, and you know, that's a, that's a, a business looking for marketing yeah. support or digital services or just a little bit of guidance. Now, if, you know, collectively on the coast, you, you Google it, there's a few businesses, agencies, and there's still not many. You know, we're still pretty few and far between. Yeah, you're given right. How many businesses that have come here? That there's a stack of new business, especially since COVID. Um, guys, and and um, we're at this startup event the other day. Really cool. Um, really cool folks called Cohort out of the north end of the coast. Stack of Sydney and Melbourne guys that are pretty much telling me, look, we moved here 18 months ago. Got this tech startup in Burley. So it's building this network, whether it's developers, content production building e-commerce solutions, like all these things work interchangeably. Yeah. In, in a sense, in, you know, certain disciplines. But um, building that network, I think, on the coast and having businesses realise, okay, I'm going to look to the Gold Coast because I know there's a good network and if I work with one particular, you know, I'm hell-bent on starting some Google Ads, what does that look like? And then through working with whatever agency that's going to be, they could refer you to somebody else. And that little network building like a community of ourselves who, yeah. are, who are doing this stuff day in, day out, I think that um, slowly but surely we're building something that hasn't been here before. Yeah. So um, definitely, definitely exciting times. And, um, yeah, COVID is just absolutely uh, lit a little fire underneath it. Well, isn't it funny that from from something – it definitely changed the world. Like, let's just say that. And in some instances for the worst, I think – I was driving to a shoot, I think maybe yesterday with one of the girls here in the office and we were just talking a bit about how things have changed. And I definitely, you definitely saw the best and the worst of people in COVID. Yeah. Uh, and you know, every conspiracy theorist and it all came out of the woodwork and it was all, almost like people weren't doing any research. They were just spewing what suited them and that's cool. I, and each their own. I don't pay much attention to that. But I think what we've been left with, we've been left with this different environment 
And we were talking this a little bit off air about the business environment and what COVID has been able to, especially here on the Gold Coast, which was a second, you know, a redheaded stepchild of Brisbane, yeah. right? And just looked down upon and, you know, you know, we're the sixth biggest economy in Australia, I think. And we were treated like we were just a country town. That's changed somewhat and quite drastically, I think, since the COVID. It's still happening. Yeah. It's definitely still happening. And why wouldn't it? You know, rents are cheaper than those big cities. Yeah. International airport 10 minutes away. You've got... Um, oh, just on that, have you been through the international airport? No. Oh, my God. Yet. I flew back in from Bali. So I had to fly out of Brisbane with Jetstar and only Virgin fly from the Gold Coast to Bali. Yeah. I flew Virgin home. I landed at 7.05. I was waiting outside for my lift at 7.26. It was the best ever. I did see they were changing the taxi rank. Mate. I don't know what's going on there, but um, I Mate. think they're moving it down to the international. 20 minutes. Yeah, right. To get through bags, through customs, out. 20 minutes. Mate, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, Sydney, Melbourne, terrible. Yeah. Brisbane, especially if you come from the Gold Coast. So, well, like, I just think that for business to fly in, fly out, I don't see any reason why this shouldn't be. And it sounds a little bit crazy because we've caught, you know, we're not anywhere near there yet. But from a lifestyle perspective, from a, you know, a geographical perspective, San Francisco, Bay Area of America, why couldn't that be the Gold Coast? Seriously, yeah. It's, yeah. it's just, um, it's an opportunity. I think, you know, we should get more businesses here. The more well, do you think it's changed? Do you think it's moving that way though? Uh, I like to think it is. I, I, no, I, I agree with you. I think that it's, I think for so long we've been that, downtrodden it's a lack of belief but i think that maybe some of the imports that have been coming from south of the border are bringing a different mindset and again yeah god there's a lot of bitching about them buying houses sight unseen and all that kind of stuff that's going on and driving the rents up but you know what i think that people i think we had it so good for here for so long Mm. it was not going to be the secret that was hidden forever it was always going to happen you just have to look up up the coast. Like you got Gilmore Space Technologies. This city has a space industry. Yeah, it's got the largest super yacht um, repair service uh, facility. I think in the southern hemisphere, like there's substance happening, and there's all the support network businesses, whether it's digital services or whatever else it's going to be, to surround these other industries that are really. Um, oh, <laughs> I won't mention the te- uh, tram building industry, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, please do not. No. <laughs> But, um, you know, look, there's a lot of cool tech that goes into infrastructure and stuff too and um, the city is definitely moving. What did, what did I see just this week? Um, it's going to hit a million people or a million residents by, was it 2030 or something like that? Yeah, wow. So um, I know where we're at now, like 560,000, 600,000. Yeah. It's almost double. Yeah. A lot of business, a lot of people. Well, there's a lot of space here as well. I think there is. Yeah. A lot of people say there isn't. Well, that, a lot of people say there isn't because they don't want the space filled. Yeah. Right? So there's – but if you really think about it, for me, I, I don't know about you, but when people say go north on the Gold Coast, if I hit Broad Beach, I'm starting to get shutters, right? I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, um, I'm freaking out. Yeah. When people – when you talk to people about the Gold Coast, they automatically think service paradise. Mm. But for me, like I live at Eleonora and – I would very rarely, like, and I work at Burley. Yep. 
if I go past Broadbeach, it's for something special. But there's a lot of space if you go north of the if you go north of surface, you go up and they're building up there. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of room. Even west. Yeah. It's beautiful over that. So yeah. I think um yeah, there's definitely more room to, to fill if we look in the right spots. Yeah. They just need to get that M one right. Oh, that'll be so good when it's done. God. It feels like it's been going forever. But each day I'm seeing or each or not each day, but each week I'm like, oh, I sort of see you know, we've now got a new exit coming off here to come into Township Drive here, mm-hmm. West Burley, and you've now got the you now go the long way on to get on, and you can see. I couldn't envision what was happening, mm. but I'm starting to see. I'm interested with this service road. I'm really because for me, from Eleanor to here, would it's would I'm assuming it's all going to be on the service road, I think, but I can't actually. I did see on the GC minute, and we're going to get to that in a second. Right about the M two, uh, right. yep, yep. But I can't see anywhere that actually explains to me how I'm going to be better off from Eleanora to here. Hmm. Yeah, I can't find the map. I can see the M one, but I can't actually see the actual everything else. I still don't know how they're going to get like they're building another bridge to yeah, get over the yep. Crumman Creek. Mm-hmm. I see that, but then how do they get from where does the bridge go? And how do I get off the bridge and into here? I'm being com- – it's purely selfish motives here. Yeah, but that's real, right? Yeah. Like, that's what you want to know if you're asking the question. Yeah. Other people want to have a, have a look at There'll it. be other people that are asking that question. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Might need, have to, might need to do a little deep dive into that one. Yeah. it's. But it, I think it, it would be nice to see – I know if you can go to the website, you can see what apparently their grand plan is, but I'm not, I can't really tell what the grand plan is. Yeah, right. I might have a look when we get off today. Yeah. But I'm telling you, you've got to be good. That's, um, you know, I think you've touched on a pretty key point there about really understanding a little bit more about the city because it's changing so so much. And, um, yeah, the GC Minute, which you, you mentioned there, hopefully tries to uncover a little bit of that. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the GC Minute. Look, at our core, we're e-commerce and digital services, right? Yeah. And we've just been working with these businesses for for a few years now, good at what we do, love what we do, super passionate about e-commerce. Um, I don't know. I don't know why. It's just we get it. We love it. We love helping people do Specialist, it. Specialists, mate. Specialists. Specialist. That's it. Yeah. We tend to sort of lean on multi-site retailers, inventory integrations, all that sort of stuff. But looking at all these businesses, you know, we see gaps in them doing content, whatever it may be. I'm like, okay, we're helping all these other businesses grow. We've got our finger on the pulse with technology. We like to think we're keeping up a little bit with business as well. And we're just natively passionate about the city and the critical insights, whether it's roads being built, whether it's space industries, developments, trams, dare I go there or not, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And um, I know we just looked at the city and off the back of COVID, this was a crazy thing. Like all these newspapers shut down, newspapers, these reporting rooms and Traditionally, we're not reporters. I think I've produced my primary school newsletter <laughs> or something, which was super fun. And it's sort of, I really think back to it. And you know, I suppose that was the first insight into that. Yeah. 20, 30 years ago, whatever. Yeah. It was, whatever. But yeah, off the back of COVID, all these newspapers shut down. Okay, cool. Where are we getting our news from? This city has one newspaper. Yeah. News Corp thing, paywalled, Gold Coast Bulletin, dare I say the name. It's not great. It's, it's, I think there's room to move. 
Well, it's it's not great. And I know you're being polite here, <laughs> but it's not great. You know, I had to when when I was away, my son was playing in a school footy grand final, and you could watch it. So I was in Bali, and I was with my five four best friends on the planet, and I go, we sh- well, we really want to watch Luke play, so I had to pay the four ninety nine. I think it's four ninety nine a week or four ninety nine whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, not sure. Yeah, it's, it's it's probably gone up. It's it's not cheap, really, for what it is. And so I paid it, so I could watch this game of footy. And we watched the game of footy, and I have forgotten, as what most people do, to cancel the thing. Yep. So I've have every day the notification comes up in my emails. Oh, the bulletin's available for you to read. I've never once read it. They do. They do like to smash you, and I'm sure you can manage your emails and everything. But it's it's a smattering of, I don't know. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. But yeah. there's a lot of a lot of content which which isn't relevant. I think there's more substance to the city, which is where the concept came from. So, sort of jumping back to it, COVID happened. All these newspapers shut down. We actually built a little product which um, aggregated a stack of the news headlines, literally above the fold, front page, just to get a really global. Um, and domestic snapshot because especially living around here it was dominated by border news right yes is the border open is the border closed do you need this pass do you need it not hyper local focused cool so we were sort of looking at news for a couple of years then we thought off the back of it all right well COVID's kind of done its thing there what does this city really need and if you look at the media landscape in australia all these newspapers were were shutting down i think i think over a hundred have it's quite a crazy situation the gold coast had other newspapers as well Anyway, we thought, look, we're building all these really cool e-commerce projects. Why don't we try and build in what we're doing, a combination between tech, business, critical city insights, weekly newsletter. Totally free. You never have to pay for it. You never will. If you love it, epic. If not, we have no real agenda apart from really pulling out some substance of the city. Yep. And um, I think it's been since March. Uh, we've been doing it every, every Thursday. Haven't missed a single one. Um, and feedback has been way better than expected. Um, we hoped it would. We did see some pretty cool models in America for this particular concept that worked. And we sort of thought, okay, Gold Coast, straight away. Um, dipped the toe in the water, committed to it. And all of a sudden, oh, I'm not sure exactly how... We probably get four to 5,000 monthly readers at the moment. Wow. So yeah. early days... Um, and it's exciting. I know we love it. We love Thursday. We love so we got we got a small team. We're super lean. Um, but we all get together and you know for half a day we go pretty hardcore into finding content. Really trying to pick a particular angle. And it's just an email, Freddie your inbox. Probably about a three to four minute read. Hence the GC minute. Yep. It's a very short, sharp, succinct, um, easily digestible, and slight with a bit of personality. Nothing too. Crazy, but just not your stock standard News Corp paywall news source, and we're giving it a crack. Yeah, um, it's actually been it's been, I think, successful. Um, it's still early days, but we've actually just rolled out a second one. It's called the Redland City Minute. Or yeah, the Redland Old Redland Shire now called Redland City, east of Brizzy. Um, very very early days that one. I think it's like one or two weeks old. A um, little bit of a different model, same concept. Going to be a weekly email newsletter. 
key things that are going on. If you actually really look at the nine-year sort of timeline, Olympics are coming, everyone's chatting about it, cities are growing, now's the time to be trying to shake up that middle landscape with a little bit of a different focus. So we think, and we're giving it a shot. So um, we'd love to have a couple of hundred thousand, but <laughs> I think... So how are you marketing it? So how are you getting it out there? A bit of old school, hardcore elbow grease. So yeah. literally I will speak to business owners and say, guys, look, this is our business, but quick heads up, we've done this little story. You might be interested, are you keen? People write back to me directly or the team. We have a little bit of a chat. Most times they sign up. So, and our, our open rates, I've never seen, we do heaps and heaps of email campaigns. People appear to really like the content. They're clicking on the links, they're voting in the polls, they're sending us emails to tell us they love it, which all of a sudden we're like, okay, this is more real, <laughs> the feedback, than we ever expected. So we take these things as just little, little wins, but, you know, collectively over time, if we've hit this market straight away, who else is out there that's keen? So I think from this point, we just need to keep doing it. Yeah. I think... Um, we well, love, it's, yeah. it's consistency, right? Yeah. And that's all it is. It's the same with podcasting. Yeah, right. Where, you know, if someone is expecting their GC Minute on a Thursday, they expect their GC Minute on a Thursday. Exactly. And if you don't release it, you're probably going to get some feedback to say, why aren't I reading my GC Minute? Yeah, definitely. And we have had some feedback, funnily enough. They have said, where is it? You know, you send it. This week at 4pm and this week at 9pm. We're doing that on purpose at the moment. Just to understand what people are keen to yeah, of course. read. So, look, it is early stages. But to your point, a lot of businesses we see um, that do well, they're just, they're just doing it. You can think about it and try and polish these things, especially like big website projects. Is yeah. like, oh, don't turn it on. Don't turn it on. Turn the thing on. Figure it out. Learn from it. Build. Yep. Nothing's ever complete, right? Nothing's ever perfect those that are most active and just getting it done and committing to it yeah. tend to, in our experience, just yeah, make inroads and progress. Well, I think the people are generally forgiving if they can see it's a work in progress. Mm. Generally forgiving. Sure. And I think that for me, and I can use my journey to podcasting, is that I'd probably wanted to do a podcast for five years, yep. right? Probably pre-COVID, or probably just pre-COVID, I was like, I started to listen to quite a few podcasts and I was like, oh, I'd love to do this. And of course, for me, it's movies. So I'm like, I'd love to do this, but oh, I've got to get it right. I've got to do it. So I spent years in the planning. And then I was like, I've just got to start. And that's what it is. You've just got to start. And you're going to be shit. Yep. Right? It's going to be shit, but that's okay. Because what it'll do is people will get to a point and they may join you, they may join the GC Minute 50 weeks, 60, 70 weeks in, but then go back to those early ones and go, God, that's this has come a long way, this joint. And that's kind of... And know. that's cool. I think that's the cool... And for me, with my podcast, I'm like, I'm embarrassed about my first 10 or 12 episodes. But when I see people downloading them, I'm like, that's pretty cool. Because they can listen to the latest one where we're, compared to what we were, we're pretty freaking slick. Peek Inside the Panic Room is proudly sponsored by Straight Up Digital. If you're looking for an irreverent, no BS, results-focused digital marketing company on the Gold Coast, look for Straight Up Digital on all social platforms or at straightupdigital.com.au.
and go back to there where the noises, some of the some of the sound is terrible. I've got a mate, sounds like he's on his mobile phone coming in from Noosa and all this kind of stuff. But we made apologies. Sorry for this. This didn't work out, but stick with us. We'll be better next week. And we were. And I think that's part of the charm. 100%. There was a really good saying I heard a few months ago, and basically it says, if you're not super embarrassed when you look back at your first product or website yeah. or something like that, then you waited way too long to get that damn thing in the market. Yes. So, I don't know, some people are, are perfectionists. I think they hold themselves up. They keep themselves to a high standard, and you're always trying to strive for perfection, but you need to commit, you need to get it out. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit of a philosophy, I suppose, we build into the work, and... Um, it works. Well, I had a, a girl that worked with me here. She said to me, so I started here as a content writer. So I would write all the blogs for all our clients. I was doing, I don't know, 100 blogs a month. It was a nightmare. Jesus. It was a nightmare. And she would say to me, and I would take my time because I wanted it to be good. Like I, I was, people, If not that many people read the blogs, let's be honest, <laughs> right? Some people do. Yeah. But. They're there for SEO. We all know that. They work. They, they do work. work. They do. They serve a purpose. But she would say to me always, don't let perfect get in the way of good. And I sort of resonated with that because I'm like, I can, I can, I'm quite comfortable with good mm-hmm. and I can build to perfect. And we're never going to get perfect. We're never going to be happy. That's just human nature, right? But, but I think that you just got, the, the key is just to start. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, be embarrassed because... I think I've learned people are pretty forgiving. Mm-hmm. They really are yeah. if they see you having a crack. Definitely. And um, I, I think forgiving is is probably a good term because what you're actually building, and with the podcast as much as the newsletter, like anybody can follow an Instagram profile or, or follow a Facebook page, but to give a little bit of your information about to actually look back to a podcast or to have something, you know, to provide your data, your email address it's more of a community it's more of an interactive yeah. personal experience these guys they might think you, they know you yeah you never met them so yeah. i do think that um you know you you are creating something with a little bit more substance there more of that connection which comes back to people probably being forgiving and happy to join you on the journey yeah well it's about for me i and i think i I assume it's similar with GC Minute. It's 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 community. It's about building community. It's about I'm all I'm big on that. I've always been a big team sport guy rather than individual sport guy. Or if I was playing individual sport, I, I found a team element within that. It was I'm I'm about people. Even though most people would say that closest to me would say that I hate people, but I don't. I'm a people person, right? But I think that it's about community, and I think that that it's funny that you say that. People join you on the journey. They start to engage with you. They don't know you. Like I had a guy reach out to us from Perth who was like, oh, I love listening to you guys. If there's, if you're ever in Perth, I own five pubs. There's a place for you. And I'm like, mate, I've never met you. You, you listen to us each week, talk shit about movies. Yeah. And he's reached, and he's messaging me like, oh, yeah, it was so funny when, when Gao said this. And, and like, he's, he's like he knows us. And that, that feels really special. And if you get half a dozen, six, twelve of them semi regularly, you actually feel like you you might be making some headway or making a difference. Which is really for me, it's all that matters. Like I don't not in it for the money, mate. No. <laughs> Otherwise no. I would have quit ages ago. That'll be a passion. Yeah. 
bit of passion there and like you know boiling it back down I'm passionate about the city and where it's come what what's happening so and i don't know we're just super interested in what's going on and surely there's an underlying current of well maybe maybe not so far so good but um yeah that that community piece we do get a bit of feedback it's funny sometimes we do touch on things that are you know quite big in the news we touched on i think it was a couple of months back phil though the rates particular call i think there's one today actually um call of the day and we got some very interesting feedback nothing directed at us but some communication in general <laughs> just about that particular decision yeah. so guys are engaging with the content they're engaging with each other giving us feedback and that's all you can really hope for i think at the end of the day again not not in it for the money um you know it's more it's more about well maybe one day that comes i don't know if that's you know no and that's um, a bit i think it would look let's let's not be completely naive like we'd both like to be making some money for sure right but it's not i think that it's i think that our journey's parallel so much that it's it's the it's it's ultimate end goal. Mm. It's not the driving force for me. It's not the driving force. If someone came to me and said, "Oh, I'm going to pay to do this," I'd be like, "Yeah, I, I love it. Thank you." Uh, but it's not the driving force. I'm doing this because I, I truly, I truly love doing what I do, mm. and that's very rare, yeah. very rare. And it's taken me. I'm 48 this month. Right. Yeah, I know. I look. I know you would have thought that I was turning 60, but. It's taken me 45 years to find what I truly love yeah. in, in a commercial sense. Yeah. And, yeah, I get paid to be a marketer. I get paid to work in an agency yeah. and I do this as a passion project. I'd like to flip that at some stage. <laughs> but I'm happy. Yeah. And I'm sure you're the same. Definitely. Yeah. It's funny, you know, off air before we touched on pulled you up when you said video store but <laughs> finally enough that's how we're where uh worth you group came about right so my old my dad um he owned a, a chain of little video stores up in brizzy yeah in the early 90s I think oh it mate it was it was good then mate, it was awesome mate, it was real good primary school and he had video game consoles yeah. and all this sort of stuff and mate, I, he saw what was happening with the industry and ended up changing out of it at probably a very good time. Yeah. But I remember when he sort of wrapped it up. We had, I reckon, 100 or more big boxes of videotapes. I don't know where they've gone now. Yeah. Mate, they'd be worth some money now. It's funny. Yeah. It's So I was in, I got into the industry in the early, two, well, 2007. There was already the sniffs of the end. Right, you could tell. Like Fox, uh, Netflix was just starting. Uh, I was in a very niche environment on the northern beaches of Sydney at, at Avalon. So small, t small town sort of vibes, and really supported local business. and And I did very, very well for probably three, well, probably four years. The last three years were really, really tough because Netflix were really starting to to drive inroads. It was it was starting to happen. But my God, like it's funny that already it's only been. Nine years since I've been out of of the shop, and already people say to me all the time, "God, I wish the video shop was back." God, I miss that. God, I miss this. God, I'm, and I'm, well, you know, guys, you you were the ones that walked away, mm. and you know, because the guy that I bought it from, he'd had it for a long time, and he said that back in the day, and even talking to my buying group, they would say that back in the day when tapes were 120 bucks, so you'd buy one copy 
of one movie, Terminator 2, one copy was $120. And you'd have 30 copies of that or 35 copies of that on the wall. So you're, you're laying out a lot of money. Yeah. They said they were all rolling in cash. Yeah, wow. Like they were just, it was just, everyone was killing it. It was just, but, you know, it all changes. It's sad. I, I threw, I had, when I took over the shop, I had a whole, half the shop was VHS, half the shop was DVD. Yeah. So there was that transition time. And I remember I took boxes and boxes of VHS to the tip. I think that's what happened. And threw them to the boxes. tip, mate. Yeah. And just threw them to the tip. And I look back now, there, there, were, there would have been VHSs in that, in that collection that I had. Some of them would have been, I probably would have been able to sell now for 100, 200, 300 bucks. Yeah, wow. Jeez, I didn't know. The, the, the vintage market for VHS is crazy. God. If you've got the right, the right movie in the right shell, you get a lot of money for them, mate. It's frightening. I'm sure there are some still hanging around. Oh, I there, my, I'm the same. I've, got, I've probably got oh, 2,000 DVDs sealed. 2,000 brand new sealed DVDs that you know, are, are probably worth 50 cents each. Hold on to them. Yeah. yeah. Well, and some of them are really shit movies. Some of them are really good movies. You never know. Yeah. I started, when I first moved up here, I started an eBay store mm. and I had a lot of stock that, and I sold a lot. I sold a heap. I probably sold six, seven hundred DVDs on, on eBay. It just became very difficult to manage it. And so I stopped doing that. Yeah. But now I've just got boxes of them. Up at my mum's place in the, in the garage, there's like four big moving boxes of DVDs and there's a, there's probably a couple at my house. Original, I think, what was it, two or three weeks ago, the, one of the of the first iPhone, not the very first, but first first release or whatever, yep. unsealed in the box, went up for auction. I think it was two or three mil. Mate. So, you never know. Well, mate, it's, it's uh, look, I, I'm a Star Wars tragic and my mum threw all my Star Wars toys out as a kid and I've never forgiven her. And during COVID, I, I started to buy Star Wars toys. Yeah. Right? And I'm blaming that on my mother. Right, completely, but it's incredible what the market is for vintage toys. Like everything that's old is new again, right? So it, it's this, you know, vintage toys, VHS, all this stuff that people were like throw them, at, take them to the tip. Yeah, are now actually worth some money. Like I saw a guy yesterday on Facebook on a on a on a page, and he was he was charging like thirty bucks. He wanted to sell thirty year old VHS tapes for. Thirty bucks each, and I'm like, mate, that's what, that's what they would have cost at the time. Yeah, Not even that. It's like, come on, mate. But that's what they're worth now. Jeez, the, yeah, maybe I haven't seen this one myself just yet, but why not? You know, it happened yeah. with happened with vinyl, but um, yeah, special releases. Anything old becomes new. Yeah, as you said. Well, vinyl's the perfect example, right? Mm. Like, who would have thought? Even 10 years ago, who would have thought that if you walked into JB Hi-Fi, that in their music section, they'd have just as much vinyl or more vinyl than anything else? Yeah, that still pumps for them, I reckon. Mate, and it's expensive. Isn't there one in the new airport? JB Hi-Fi? Yeah, there is, yeah. yeah there is, right. definitely. I saw that just yesterday. I was having a look at some stuff. And yeah. Said, yeah, there you go. Because there's some, I know there's a few albums that I wouldn't mind just buying for nostalgic sake, right? Mm. But they want to they want to charge 55 60 bucks for a and it's like a it's a new press it's not the original mm. like if you got 
like some of my band, some Guns N' Roses or Aerosmith or Metallica and all that kind of stuff that I grew up with as a kid, I'd love to have the albums that sort of affected me as a teenager just mm. to have there. Like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't bother buying a LP player but, or a record player, but just to have them. Mm. I'm a bit of a just-to-have-them guy. Tame Impala does a real good job of that, actually. Yeah. You know, contemporary somewhat. Yeah, I think they've been around for 10 or more years now, though, but, yeah, they still do initial release straight to a bunch of guys do yeah it must be very expensive to it must be to produce yeah but um yeah if it works there's definitely a following for it so yeah mm. it's pretty cool the sounds it's funny like it's we go from sort of we'll, we'll stick with movies for a second we'll go with vhs to dvd to blu-ray to ultra hd yeah and the better the picture gets the better the sound gets, someone complains that it was always better as a VHS or it was always better as a LP. It was always better as a cassette tape. All these things. Like I, I, I pulled out a cassette tape the other week that I just had some for some reason, and my my son had no idea what it was. He's seventeen, no idea. Yeah, far out. I've got a mate actually to that point. He only buys CDs still. He has. <laughs> Folders and in his car, yeah. Folders of wow, he believes it is a better sound quality. Yeah, there's definitely a tipping point where things become convenient. Um, but yeah, I don't even know how many like thousands of CDs, and he just listens to CDs still. That's crazy, he's a little bit, but yeah, I don't even know what happened to all my CDs. I've got, I do have one little metallic box that's just full of them, Mm. but there might be 60. 50 that are just in slips. Mm. But, God, I must have thrown a heap of CDs out as well. As soon as the iPod turned up, mate. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. Apple. Yeah, which is in itself, you know, Spotify these days. Yeah. But you've still got, you know, bolt-on markets for it through merch and everything that you can get as well. Massive, massive opportunity in the e-commerce space, actually. You know, not just the digital. Yeah. The digital piece, it's all the... The, you know, everything from tickets to merch to collectibles and everything else. So, yeah, they they revolve around. But um, yeah, the vinyl piece. I think there's some pretty expensive old old versions there. Absolutely. Rolling Stones, I think you mentioned. Yeah, that sort of old original stuff. Yeah. I don't know how much they're worth, but um. Yeah, definitely. Definitely don't throw anything out. No, and this is it. Don't throw anything out. They want us all to become hoarders. Yeah. Which is frightening. I don't have the space. No. <laughs> Buy a sport, storage business. Yeah, well, that's it. You know, storage king. But yeah. Okay, so where to next for the GC Minute, you think? Mate, where to next? Well, um, at the moment, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Basically, we're just tweaking the product, making sure it's right. So far, it's pretty good. And um, we've had a few businesses reach out to um, feature or, or partner or just try and help promote. Yep. Um, reluctantly, we kind of said, hey, we just want to make sure. We, d- we don't want to be in your face, but we want to have a good direct conversation with people and we feel like we'd offer more value once we achieve that. And I feel like we're pretty close. So I think over the next probably two to three months, we'll we'll start to work with a couple of businesses and just keep it still subtle but but very you know evident and to the benefit of the business get them a little bit of um bit of exposure because it, it sounds like um 
yeah, there's definitely some interest there. And the type of readers too, like they're, they're interested in the city, they're passionate, they're also probably running a small business or quite involved with a small to medium-sized business as well. So um, I definitely think um, that for the GC Minute, for sure. Uh, the Redland City Minute, definitely on the on the agenda. Um, unfortunately, they're one of the cities that lost their newspaper, I think only like three months ago. So definitely a lot happening in that area. Olympics are coming. I think they're even building facilities. Well, they are building facilities to host some events. And so there's going to be news. There's going to be a very hyper-local demand to know what's going on. Um, we still have our core e-commerce and digital services business. Media has just gone so well that we're, we're definitely pushing hard in that space. Um, so, yeah, wh- one pillar I sent. Uh, essentially of, of the Worthview group as it's sort of evolving. And um, we started just with basic digital services three years ago and on that journey really doubled down in e-commerce. Started speaking to some businesses around some cybersecurity partnerships. Again, it's just as more resellers because we're working with all these businesses that that need some basic support um, and then the media piece. So it's a crazy journey. It's The job's never done. It's always evolving and I think it's a really exciting time. There's there's all the tools just at your fingertips. The internet is probably the the best thing that could have ever happened. Maybe we're a little bit biased in this one. <laughs> it can be good, it can be bad, but essentially, you know, to be able to sort of... Australia's a really good place for starting a business if you've got a little bit of energy and a bit of an idea and it's a quick way to get sort of some feedback as to some to whether something's working or not. That can be an e-commerce project, that can be a charity, it can be an email newsletter, it can be a podcast or something. So I think that you just really need to be trying things like this because there's there's a lot more market out there than you realise. You know, when it comes to passion projects like, you know, doing a podcast about movies or something um, or writing about your local little town or footy club or whatever, there's... People keen to hear what you have to say. Mm. You just have to get started and do it. Get that feedback, build it. So I think to that point, the job's never done. It's just, you know, playing the game a little bit, being involved and, um, yeah, really really trying to dig in. So GC Minute's mean, been exciting. We we really do look forward to it every, every Thursday. Um, it was uh, and I, I think we the first post was probably eight or nine months before we did the first proper edition. Said coming soon, <laughs> and that just sat there for eight or nine months. And every week I'd see and be reading these other publications like these guys are doing it, these guys are doing it. Okay, we just need to we just need to make it this, or we just need to do this. I'm like, okay, I don't know what the defining moment was, but clear the schedule for the whole morning. Said so today's the day. Yeah, put out good, bad, otherwise. I think we dropped one post. Um, in the Gold Coast Reddit group. I don't know if you have read much of it, but really cool community, really, yeah. really co- good good group um, good group of people. Said, hey, guys, look, we're a small little end independent thing. This is what we're writing about. It's called the GC Minute, short, sharp, weekly, free, straight to your inbox. We're not News Corp or have any association with that whatsoever. We're a little independent thing. We've got nothing else. We're love and be completely stoked if like one person signed up and read it i think out of nowhere we had hundreds overnight just jump on board wow so we're like, okay people actually 
you know, aside from the, the comment section, social media, people actually do engage and are keen to or be open to, to reading something different. Yeah. So um, that was kind of a defining moment because all of a sudden we had hundreds of subscribers within the first 48 hours. And I'm like, oh, you know, there's an expectation. We've got to show up next Thursday and yeah. do this again. And then built again and again and again. And, um, yeah, before we knew it, we got this little readership each month and we've got a little audience and they're keen to, you know, read what we are pulling out, business, technology, critical city insight. So kind of broad, but some goalposts are really trying to condense in what we feel is a bit more substance than what you can otherwise get. So, yeah, fun. We enjoy it too. Yeah. So I think that's the key. If you don't enjoy what you're doing, then it well, makes it harder. Well, mate, you've not stopped smiling since we started talking about the GC Minute. <laughs> so that's a dead giveaway. Yeah. So like when people talk to me about with Born to Watch, like I sort of can't stop smiling, yeah. which means that we must be doing what we're supposed to be doing. Mate, it's exciting. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've joined. I'm a, I'm a subscriber. Thank you. So I get it. And we're going to leave all the links to Worth for you, the GC Minute, Everything in the show notes. Sure. Please reach out. Subscribe because it's pretty cool. Get in early. Say that you were in this early. Cause early adopters. It, it's be an early adopter. Yeah. I, and I, I usually aren't. I'm usually a late adopter. Like, Don't get me wrong. I'm never going to wear skinny leg jeans. Okay. It's all right. I'm leaving those out. They're not for me. But right. with the GC Minute, I'm willing to go early. You don't need jeans <laughs> when you work from home anyway. So. I got busted for what I wear. I don't look professional enough. So I met somewhere in the middle. Kind of do whatever you need to these days. Well, it's the Gold Coast, isn't it? It's still the party capital of the world. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to change that. Yeah, we are. We are. We are. We are. <laughs> Troy, it's been an absolute pleasure. No, thank you. And I hope this won't be the last time. We should we should keep talking about this as we go forward. Yeah, definitely. Look, yeah. Thank you very much for having me. Mate, as a first timer, you did pretty well. Hopefully. There we go, mate. You just got to start, remember? That's it. You just got to do it. That's it. Just do it. Don't think about it. Mate, thanks so much. That's Troy from the Worthview Group. And get on the GC Minute. Check out the Worthview uh, website. They can help with all your e-commerce. They're specialists. Thank you very much. Okay, mate. Thanks for your time. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Peek Inside the Panic Room. If you want to hear more of the chaos, make sure you follow us to stay up to date. Don't forget to give us a five-star review and check out our socials at Straight Up Digital.